Welcome to the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Dumas, Texas, featuring biblical teaching and preaching from God's inspired, inerrant, and infallible Word. If you live in the Panhandle area and are looking for a church home, we'd love to see you at First Baptist Church. We meet every Lord's Day for Sunday school at 9 a.m. and morning worship at 10.30 a.m. We also have midweek discipleship opportunities for all ages on Wednesdays. For more information, visit us at fbcdumastx.com. That's fbcdumastx.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Now open your Bible as we explore God's Word together. Numbers chapter 6, starting in verse 22, says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall, so shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. Church, this is the inspired, inerrant, and infallible word of God. Let us pray together, and as we pray, I ask that you pray for me this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for an opportunity to gather around your word. We trust your providence in all things and the circumstances that have brought us all here this morning. And I pray, especially for our congregation, that you will illumine their hearts and minds, that you will remove me and just use me as a mouthpiece only. That they will not hear my words, but they will hear your words prayed over them. Pray that you bless our time together, that you forgive us of our sins, that you continue to sanctify us through your word each and every Lord's day. We ask all of this in Christ's holy and precious name. Amen. You may be seated. So today is December 31st. That means tomorrow is New Year's. I don't know about you, but I'm not staying up until 12 a.m. to ring in the New Year's. But many people, I imagine everybody here, including myself, we approach the New Year's with what is known as a New Year's resolution. Maybe we want to be more fit, to better budget our finances, to be more involved with our spouse or our kids, to do a better job at our work or whatever our profession is. Many of us have... New Year's resolutions going into this, and of course, I have mine, and many times they're really just a, a New Year's wish list, where we wish we could do this. But to put it in biblical terms, what are we really wanting when we come into the New Year's? We really want, as God's people, to bless, to be blessed by God. It would be a blessing if you could better manage your finances, wouldn't it? It would be a blessing if you could treat your kids better. It would be a blessing if you would read your Bible every day, if that's your New Year's resolution. There are a lot of blessings that we desire, that the world desires, but also that the people of God desire as well. And so this morning, I want us to look at our passage and see what the Bible says of how we should expect blessing, of how we should want and long for blessings, and what we should be looking for. And so starting in verse 22 this morning, we read, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, Thus you shall bless the people 
of Israel. So the first thing we see in our passage is actually the structure of blessing. The structure of blessing that comes from God to God's people. But before we look at the structure of this blessing, notice whose idea it is to bless God's people. It's not Moses' idea. It's not Aaron's idea. It's not mine or Pastor Matt's idea. It is the Lord. Notice Yahweh. The Lord spoke to Moses, and he says, you say this and bless the people of God. It's not your idea or my idea or Moses or Aaron. It is the Lord Yahweh, his covenant name. He invokes and says, you shall bless the people of God. It's really not up for debate because this is God's people. He is a covenant Lord over God's people. And what he says goes for us. And so it's not up for debate. It is God's idea to bless his people. It's not ours. But notice, because it is God's idea to bless God's people, we get to receive the blessing in a manner that he deems worthy. He is the blesser of the blessed, and so he gets to decide how the people of God get blessed. So I want you to notice the structure of blessing, that the Lord spoke to Moses, and then Moses spoke to Aaron. And then Moses spoke to Aaron, who spoke to... God's people. We see this from above to the mediator to the people. And we often see this, especially with Moses and Aaron, where God says to Moses, and then Moses says the same thing to Aaron, to have a mediation between the Lord and the people. And so Moses just carries along this model that we see. And so the model or the structure of blessing is that it comes from the word of the Lord from on high to the mediator to the people. It's not direct in any way. And in fact, I can't help but see shadows of the Trinity here. When we see these three parts within the Old Testament, they, they, they really have undertones of the Trinity that is more fully revealed in the New Testament. That God the Father sent his son, the mediator, to apply salvation through the Holy Spirit upon his people. From above, through the mediator, to the people. That's the structure of blessing that we see with God's people. And so my prayer for this congregation as we wrap up this year, and this being my last Sunday here, is I pray that we expect God's blessing to come to us because it's God who wants to bless us and that he wants to bless us in a manner that is worthy of his blessing. That you would expect to be blessed from the word of God that has come from on high through the mediator in this pulpit to bless the people of God. From on high through the mediator to the people. And obviously when I say mediator, I don't mean to imply that Matt or Zane or my, me or Christ, the real mediator. Okay, so just in case I've said it. But I want us to expect blessing to come from on high from the word of the Lord, of Yahweh, the Trinitarian God of the Bible, to his people. And that you would know it is his idea for us to be blessed. Second this morning, we see the source of this blessing. We see the source of this blessing starting in verse 24. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Notice 
Where is the source of blessing that we should be expecting as God's people? The source is explicitly named thricely. It is the Lord, all caps in your Bible, right? Yahweh, the covenant name of the Lord, is the source of all blessing upon his people. Because he is the covenant Lord over his people, it's his job to bless. It was his idea. And so the source of blessing comes from God all the way to his people because he is the source. Notice that it is explicitly said three times, the Lord bless you and keep you. But notice that it's also implicitly three times. The Lord bless you, implicitly the Lord keep you. Explicitly the Lord make his face to shine upon you. Explicit, implicit, the Lord be gracious to you. Explicit, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And implicit, the Lord is the one who will give you peace. So we have this thricely mentioned covenant name upon the people of God as a prayer, really, over the people of God. This prayer over the people of God is to the Old Testament really what the Lord's Prayer in the New Testament is to the people. That this was prayed over the people, God teaching his priests, his prophets, how to pray for the people. And so I think Charles Spurgeon is right, is whenever we see the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, or anything thricely mentioned in the Old Testament, we do see the Trinity in nascent form. Notice, one for each person of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Spirit, the Lord bless you, the Lord make his face, the Lord lift up his countenance. Same thing in the Psalms, sing to the Lord, sing to the Lord, sing to the Lord, always three times. Later in the Psalms, ascribe to the Lord, ascribe to the Lord, ascribe to the Lord. The Lord's primary description that we have is holy, holy, holy. So we see that the source of blessing for God's people is not just any God. And we need to remember this as First Baptist Church of Dumas, that we need to make our expressions in worship, our preaching, our singing, our confessions to be obviously Trinitarian, because it is the Trinitarian God of the Bible who is the source of all of these blessings. So I pray that you know that, that it is not just any God. It really is the Trinitarian God of the Bible. But one of the things that's not communicated here in these verses is the beauty of it. If you've got the King James or the New King James, and the ESV does a fine job as well, it kind of has a, a rhythm to it, right? A little bit of a, a lilt. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. It has, it has a rhythm and a flow to it that we expect, especially in the King James, but it's even more so in the Hebrew. And I won't get too technical, but I will point out that each verse gets a little longer. In verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you is three words in the Hebrew. In verse 25, the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you is five words in the Hebrew. In verse 26, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace is seven words. So we see three, five, seven. And then the syllables are eight, ten, and twelve. So we see this progression within the text, which is the blessing of God's people. And most commentators agree that there's something trying to be communicated here through this poetry, through this beautiful language, through the in-between-the-lines, that we see the source of blessing, but the blessing over the people starts as a trickle, that it starts in small waves, that we see it starts small. 
but it doesn't stay there. It then moves into a flow, moving on to five words, extending the poetic passage. And then finally, it moves from a flow to an overflow. It keeps growing in size to communicate that God's blessing that is coming to his people, it's going to start small, but it's going to be an overflow by the end of it. And of course, the culmination of this is salvation. We are saved. That's the flow, no doubt. But someday, it will be an overflow of blessing for God's people. We will be in the presence of God himself. Can you think of any other blessing that would ever top that? A never-ending blessing, an overflow of blessing. The source of this blessing starts as a trickle, but it doesn't stay there. And I pray that that's the same here. That when I leave, that you feel the blessings coming upon you. You feel the little blessings that the Lord is giving you. With confidence that the Lord is not going to keep it there. He wants to bless his people. He gets to decide how, and he is the source of it. And to expect more and more in an overflow of grace and mercy. This is the source of the blessing for the people of God. And of course, this happens only because thirdly and finally this morning, we see the seal of the blessing. The seal of blessing found in verse 27. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. Notice that they, Moses and Aaron, the priests, the people over the people of God, their job is to put the name upon the people. The name of the Lord, the source of the blessing, the idea of the blessing, that God, the Trinitarian God of the Bible, goes and seals the people of God. And because of that, the Lord says, I will bless them. And this is a guarantee, really. How do we know that these blessings are going to come to the people of God? How do we know that? Because the Lord himself has promised that it will happen. It was his idea. It's his blessing. And it's also his guarantee saying the name of the Lord. This will happen because I am God. Because this wasn't your idea to begin with. It's not your blessings. For from him and through him and to him are all things. All blessings that come to this church and to the people of God are from the Father And they are guaranteed by God himself because it is God himself who sends the blessing. It's not up to us. It's not up to Matt to make sure that this thing happens. It's not up to any person in the pew to make sure that this blessing happens. No, it's up to God to make this blessing happen. And if it's up to God, you can be guaranteed that it's going to happen. That he is the seal of the blessings that flow to this church. That this is his idea. And so I pray that you know day in and day out that Matt and Zane are going to put the name of the Lord upon this people and that you will be blessed because they will be faithful to put the name of the Lord upon this people, to pray over you, to preach over you. And you will be blessed because of God, and it will be a guaranteed blessing to each and every one of you. And so really this morning, that is my prayer for this church. As we close our time together, new things are coming down the pipe. I don't know what. I think it's going to be an exciting time. I think you're going to be blessed. And that's my prayer for this people, 
that the Lord would bless you and keep you. That the Lord would bless you. Literally, to be, to be fruitful is, is the undertone here. To be fruitful and multiply is the, is the overtone. That you would actually grow in numbers. Of course, we want that. But also, not just that, not merely that, but I want the Lord to bless you, to grow this congregation, but also to keep you. Not just that it's a, a flare-up, a flash of we had a really great run for one year. Know that the Lord would bless you and he would keep you steadfastly in the faith. I pray that the Lord would make his face to shine upon you. That his light that guides your path each and every day would be bright and shining in all that you do. And that you realize it is the Lord who is gracious to you. That we see his grace poured out day in and day out that you will receive it, that you will be blessed by it. I pray that the Lord will lift his countenance upon you, literally in some translations, to smile upon the people of God, to show that God is pleased for all of us to hear at the end of our lives, well done, good and faithful servant, that the Lord is pleased, that his countenance is upon you, his smiling face is upon you. And if his smiling face is upon you and he is pleased with you, what greater peace could ever come? If you have pleased God, good and faithful servants of FBC Dumas, what greater peace could we ask for? What more could you want? What greater blessings could we receive? And so I pray that you know that peace as you move forward in this process. And I ask that you pray these things over me as well as we continue into the next step of our journey. And to remember that it is the God of the Bible who blesses all of us. If you felt blessed during my time here, it's not because I'm so special. It's because God has blessed you. If you felt cursed since my time here, that might be God too. (laughs) For from him and to him and through him are all things. He might have used me as a spanking paddle. But no, if you have been blessed at all during our time, I want you to know that it was God's idea to bless you. It was God's manner that he ordained to bless you. That God himself was the blessing upon you. And it will be God's guarantee from here on that he will bless you even when I'm not here. Isn't that, isn't that good news? If Matt or Zane dies in a car crash next week, that your blessings just don't go away because your pastors are gone. The Lord is steadfast. These positions change, people change, people die, people sick, people move. All kinds of change happens around us. But it is the Lord who is steadfast from beginning to end and we can have encouragement and blessing knowing that. That the blessings will not cease for this church because the blessings never came from me or anybody else that fills this pulpit as well. They are from God himself And I pray that he continues to bless each and every one of you. So let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are the God of blessing and that you want to bless your people. We thank you for the means in which you have blessed your people. That your word has come from above and has been preached to us 
And I pray that it continues to go forth and accomplish all that you desire to bless, to teach, to reprove, to convict, all things that the scripture informs us. I pray that we know that you are the blessing. It's not some other thing. It's not a New Year's resolution. It's not the new car, the new job, the new house. It is you who are the blessing. And what more could we ask from that? It was your idea to bless us and you gave yourself as a blessing. We thank you most of all for your son Jesus that you sent him to die for us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who applies this salvation to us and seals this that we know the blessing that you provide is everlasting. It shall be done because you have guaranteed it. I pray that you forgive us of our sins, that you help us to grow in grace and truth each and every day. We ask all of this in Christ's holy and precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about what it means to follow Jesus as Lord, you can email us at fbcdumas at hotmail.com. It's fbcdumas at hotmail.com. You can also reach us by phone at 806-935-5604. We'll see you next time.